Yo, what yo, up? what's happening, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. What's going on with you, Pastor Jeff? Let's get it out the way. Happy Easter resurrection. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Day, rabbit. <laughs> Pagan rabbit day. I wanna I wanna say I wanna say happy pagan egg day to everybody. Uh you guys got what time is this? Nine o'clock. You got three more hours to tell us all why we worship the wrong religion and, and don't know the true meaning of, of Easter. Cause that comes around. Now I've blocked so many people, Pastor Jeff, that I don't even see many of that anymore. I mean I just I've just blocked so so many. But but how'd your day, man? How was Easter? Man, Easter was Phenomenal for me, man. I, I really enjoyed the service. It was a uh, great service, great time. Many uh, familiar faces, many unfamiliar faces came through. So I was very, uh, very pleased with the service. I think the worship as well as the word went over well. So I'm just, you know, I'm I'm tired now, but uh, I'm here. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Right. Know? Right. Right. Yes, yeah, I'm here, man. We uh we did the three services. Actually, it turned out to be very necessary. Uh, you know, you had obviously smaller crowds, but good, healthy on uh, Saturday night and uh, early Sunday at 8 a.m. Because if we would have had any of those people come at 10 a.m., we were already over what we wanted to be our limit, but we were right at it and didn't go very far over. Mm-hmm. But if any of those had come, we would have not been in a good place. So... You know, the hard thing is, the fact of the matter is, has any church out there, maybe somebody in, 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 in religiously incorrect land knows this, have any churches out there actually stuck to their limit and stopped somebody at the door? <laughs> you know now, what? Some you have frustration, but I'm talking about just we're trying to hold capacity. I, 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 I did hear that Paramore did. Okay. I did hear that Paramore did. I heard that. Uh, matter of fact, I heard that he uh, actually uh, gave people a certain amount of time to get there. And if you weren't there at that time, uh, and I heard this from one of his members that, you know, they actually turned, they, they turned him away. He got well, there, turned him away. I mean, it is. I mean, and we all know Bishop, you know, we love him dearly. He unapologetically would get on here and tell us that this ain't no gossip or, you know, right, 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 right. unapologetic to say yeah, I did it. <laughs> I hope they burn it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, but we, we do we do still, and, uh, you know, I, I do applaud him because we do still want to be safe and we do still want to be cautious of what the, you know, what the guidelines are. So, um, you know, right, it is right, what it is. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely, you know, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a necessity. You know, we don't know. I'm going by, you know, a lot of our members are getting vaccinated. You know, people mm-hmm. are doing what they need to do. We're still masking and we're social distancing. And I hate to use this argument, but I do think it's a valid one. I, I really do. And that is we are loosening so many restrictions in so many other areas. And people are very comfortable going to those places. I mean, not everybody is, but a nice group of people are very comfortable in the malls, in the restaurants. Children are back to school. None of us know the ramifications of what all of this will look like in the long term, but uh, we're doing it. We're out there. Well, here, here, here's the question, Pastor Todd, <laughs> because now that these people then came back for Resurrection Sunday, can they go back to being going to sleep and watching us on TV next Sunday? Oh, a lot of them can. I think so. I think I some know. of them can. 
And you got to remember the Easter crowd. I mean, we all, I mean, we might as well all just take off next week, to be honest. I mean, me and you would just go on vacation because, you know, it's, we all know that the same crowd's not coming next week, no matter how much we, you know, push and promote. But I think people are normalized and there will be a group that is really hungry to come back, a group that never wanted to come back and a group that will get very adept at doing both back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll always be able to say, we're watching. If I'm not there, I'm watching. And honestly, that might present a conundrum for churches that have some sort of formal membership expectation and guideline, because what do you call being present? Right, right, right. You know, right. and how long can you dictate? Because it, as unthinkable as it is, traditional churches that had some sort of guideline that, that, that at least gave for, you know, for what a membership or what a member should keep up, it, it was an in-person attendance. Unless you were technically, you know, homebound. Now my, my wife, my wife brought up a point. I feel like I'm uh, okay. My wife brought up a point of how long and, and should churches actually, if we want to get people back in the churches, should we stop streaming? And I mean, I, I know that's a harsh reality. It's very harsh, but uh, because there are those who are still sick and who have not been. But I think at some point, you know, and I mean, I, I know that at times past, people have stopped streaming their Bible studies because the people will sit at home and watch the Bible studies. Uh, that was Paramore again, by the way. And <laughs> <laughs> he is the only name we can say because we know he'll be like, yes, I did. You know, so. <laughs> um, but he's gonna get on here and start talking about us in a minute. He's gonna get on here and rebuke both of us. Uh, but I mean, I think you know there. But a lot, what, what about the rest of us that were streaming before this anyway, and right, we didn't have right. any restrictions on that? Right, right, right. And that's sad. That's why you know I try. I mean, I'm just trying to look at it both ways, you know, because it is it is difficult because if you don't make it where people have to come. Or not have to come, but you know, ought to come. You know, just should want to come rather. You got to silence your phone, man. It's not my phone. It's just com- it's the computer. Oh, okay. I still ain't. I, I don't know how to fix it. So you can't figure it out. I ain't. I ain't even gonna try. You you you'll be on by yourself tonight. <laughs> so y'all, okay, if so, y'all hear a ding, if so, y'all hear a ding, I apologize. I'm gonna try to fix it. So, so, so check this out, Jeff. I, I want I want to hit just, just not just the stream, but the Easter theme. I'll be honest, man. I feel like Easter in general. I think there are two very out of touch perspectives about Easter. Number one, most of the jokes and memes are not even accurate, or they're really outdated. Mm-hmm. The jokes about wild and loud suits, right. and everybody's going to wear right. wild and loud Easter suits, or giant hats and you can't see or to me i feel like and again i've said this before it feels like most of the memes about church and different things like that are by people who actually don't go to church and haven't been to church in like 30 years or they're taking all their jokes from like some movie about church like nobody's wearing any i didn't see one crazy outfit and and honestly i haven't seen one in like 20 years i i think i think we are probably more underdressing than overdressing. Well, listen, so the second joke was about hats, you know, and I was going to respond because, you know, it's a friend, you know, you know, I want to say friend, but acquaintance, you know, online, you know, I chop it up with. And he's like, all right, who had the biggest sombrero, I mean, hat on today? <laughs> <It's a sombrero. laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I actually looked because one of our choir members took a picture of our crowd and, and sent it to me. I was going to put a thank you to our ushers, but 
But I looked and there was one mother that had a hat on a hat. And it was basically like just a little brim, like a little something. And she came in, you know, matching the teal with the teal. You know, she came in matching. But other than like the little, you know, we have a church mother or a deaconess that might wear a little beret or something. Mm-hmm. These ideas of giant hats and all of this stuff. It's, I mean, it's in some churches sometimes, but it's right. not really reality. Anybody wearing pink, bright pink suits and all this? Stuff? I mean, I, I think, I think that may be the Atlanta crowd. I, I don't know if it's as much, I don't, and I don't even know because I'm not from Atlanta. I'm not there, but I, I don't think it's. I don't definitely. Don't, I haven't seen any hair. The church has become a lot more metropolitan and modern, and even the old heads are keeping up with that. That might have been an era, you know, in one day. But let's just be clear, you know, people was dressing wild to prom and everything else back in the day, so it was all. But I want to do the second, the second disconnect, the second Easter disconnect, and that is the church disconnect. That that we're gonna sing early Sunday morning. And we're going to sing that one No Greater Love song or He Hung on the Cross and the people going to roll on the floor. Some of our Easter services are some of our most dead services. Yes, you're right. And I don't mean that in a negative way. What I'm saying is there is usually a huge contingency of visitors that have come to just observe and experience, visit mm-hmm. with family members or whatever. Then you have church folk. And I mean, honestly, I feel like we overblow the expectation. Like we just think it's going to be a blowout from beginning to end. I think I have one of my better, let, let me let me be transparent about preaching, Jeff. My wife said something to me Saturday night. I was a little disappointed. I felt like I went like two minutes too, 10 minutes too long, but I was setting a stage for the series. Right. So there was a lot of teaching on the front end, but also I knew I was going to be limited at eight o'clock and 10 o'clock the next two services. So I might as well take my time on Saturday. But I had a problem of overshooting and just coming in with a weird mentality and many of my holiday sermons kind of falling flat. And maybe it's because you're trying so hard. And I, I'm going to actually make a commitment next year. I mean, of course, every doggone sermon, we end up putting Jesus on the cross and raising him up. <laughs> but I'm, you know, trying to preach to the theme of the holiday. It raises an expectation because there is not that much new stuff to say. It isn't. I, I just, I just told, I was just talking to somebody about, I, I, I asked somebody, is it, is it necessary? And I mean, I you know, I think it's always necessary, like you said, to speak on Jesus and him crucified and, you know, resurrected. But I mean, is it necessary to stick to that theme and to, you know, like you said, I mean, you know, we, we watch these seven last words and they're or seven last sayings and they're the same. And they're the same. I mean, how much how much how many more ways can you twist and turn without making it? You, and keeping it contextual. How many more ways can you do it? I watched one that will go unnamed. And if you know it, you know, and this is a whole nother show. And maybe we can segue into this. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We didn't even, we didn't even uh, talk to everybody. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? What's up, Jameson? Brother <laughs> Charlene, good to see you. Like and share, all that stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we had hoped to have a guest with us, but, but they had had a difficulty. So we're just waiting and hopefully, but if not, Jeff and I are just going to chop it up tonight just to give you a, uh, just an idea of what's happening tonight. Uh, a lot of these seven last words turns into like a preaching competition mm-hmm. and a lot of things that are not on theme that are not really speaking to. And I, 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 did, I did you share it? Somebody else shared something about, you know, we have turned. What was that quote? How how you going to have a praise party at a public lynching? Ooh. Like we have made such a, such a, 
display out of Good Friday. And, and I'll be honest, I do this with my church and I did go in a little bit. You were there with us on Good Friday. I went in a little bit. But the honest truth is it's supposed to be somber. Right. And the church misses the dynamics. It's like music. When everything's loud and screaming and at a million miles an hour, dynamics matter. You need low moments in the church, quiet moments in the church, reflective, contemplative moments in the church. Everything can't be a shout and you ought to praise him right now. Secondly, on these seven last words, they already getting them out the grave on Friday because they trying to finish the sermon strong. Right. (laughs) I watched all seven preachers basically put them in the grave and get them back out. And again, where is the purpose and meaning in letting that theme breathe on its own? Right, 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 right. It's 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 as simple as, and I said it that you know it's only a good Friday because he got up Sunday morning, you know. So if yeah. we, like you said, if we don't allow uh, Friday to breathe and to you know to to take these seven last words, and I mean half these words he was saying in agony, half Literally these words audible. He, he yeah, I mean you know, I mean l- literally you know. Guy's breathing his last breath, and you know we come on, give God some praise, right? So Jesus couldn't give God no praise. <laughs> you know, I mean, you Jesus know, like, are you serious? Bring me some oxygen. I said I was thirsty. You know, I mean, you 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 have to realize when the earth denied him, or you know, when the when the uh, heaven denied him a ray of light, the earth denied him water. You know, so right. how are we how are we making these? And I mean, it's. I think we we just got to do better as as a as a church. Period. Let's let, let, let's talk. Take it a, a step further, Jeff. We've had a year now of knowing what this reality was, and there were some things that I was very impressed by, but there were also some things I was disappointed by. The lack of preparation and creativity that even at the local church level that that could have been done to acknowledge that the, the season, even though we're still in a COVID era. I can see last year mm-hmm. when we didn't know what was happening week to week. Right. It was right there. That, we, were, we were right in the midst of it. Right? You came up with the vision, do the seven, you know, last words virtually, which honestly, very few people did. I'm not saying nobody else did it but us. But, you know, that was a very unique vision that mm-hmm. we put to work with our brothers and sisters uh, that joined us in seven last words and it was dynamic and well received Absolutely. i mean there are templates out there and honestly a lot of churches are still not embracing creativity now i'll be clear about this there's this two-sided thing of people who just want things to get back to normal and they're not going to do anything until they can get back into their environment and is that detrimental to them or do they really just have a core focus and they don't feel the need to stretch outside of that, it's not worth the trouble, the skills and, you know, the aptitude aren't there. So, but on the other hand, the world might pass you by. Absolutely. But I mean, you know, I think we have to look at it in two separate ways that, um, that honestly, it's, it's, it's difficult to do a lot of what these people, and I mean, you know, I mean, to, go in and to record these things. And, you know, last year for East for Resurrection Sunday, if you recall, I recorded my daughter. She done a mom outside and came in and I, and you recorded me and we put, and thank God for you, you were able to put it all together, make it work. It worked out well. 
but you know, everybody doesn't have a you and everybody don't know how to do what you do. Uh, so it's, it's, I mean, and if I didn't have a you, it, I might have tried. I, I would definitely try it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, hey, give it, it the old college try. <laughs> ladies, go ahead. It probably, I mean, I probably would have had one and then I stopped it and then my would have came in. It probably would have been a pause in it. Separate lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I, I think, you know, you know, there has to be some type of effort. And even if it's not the best, even if it's not, you know, the quality that you want, I think that. Your people, our people deserve, you know, and and like you said, we'll appreciate us making an effort to get that word to their homes. And, and you know, what you talk about the best, I mean, and I'm just speaking humanly, you know, in a human fashion, churches ain't the best. What we're seeing live online is not much different than the aptitude and the presentation on a tech level of what you would have gotten in person on a personal level. Now there are some churches that are were well appointed in their ministry in person. I mean, the choir's banging or, or at least, you know, acceptable and really up to it. Worship ministry, the word is good, but they just don't have that tech and they fell off. They, 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 they fell off by not having that, uh, that, that, that element at work. So, but I will say this, I miss as much as people say they don't want to go back to the normal, I miss the normal. If people will do the normal, I miss stopping it at somebody. I would have stopped it on somebody's church on a, on a night like this. Absolutely. You know, I miss, if somebody want to go back to having their musicals and having their concerts, I'm still going to stop by. If somebody want to go back to having three-night uh, revivals and bringing in preachers that, to kill it, I'm still going to go by. I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, Lady Charlene talked about how Monday Thursday services and, and, and uh, Good Friday, uh, we did the same thing in our Good Friday service. We did a Good Friday at noon. I make sure that we, we actually begin to cut the lights out on our last hymn. And I ask people to leave in silence and to please do not speak until we have all exited just in a sign and a symbol uh, that we are in a somber tone. And I just think that that's another way of expressing. But, you know, Pastor Jeff, I think that this is a learning experience and churches, just like anything else, we have to be unafraid to tap into resources. And you know what? There are some resources that are neutral. Yeah. So maybe you just need to find somebody who just knows tech, whether they're a member of your church or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put it in your budget. If you're paying hundreds of dollars or more for an organist or this, you better give your nephew $50 to come by and, and, and use his tech skills. And to- I think that has, has a lot to do with, you know, your church, fellowshipping and having relation with other churches. And you got, you know, I call, Hey, Pastor Todd, man, I know, you know, I, obviously I had told you we were looking, uh, looking at doing a, uh, praise and parking lot. We, uh, a park and praise service. I was going to do it out in the parking lot, but the weather did not permit it. And, uh, so, you know, but I had called just, you got, you know, I know you got the little tent. I was going to try to use that. We, right. um, we, we, we have to be able to, you know, call one another and, you know, whatever is needed. I, I think the church should be there to step up, you know, of course, you know, if we can do it, but right, it, it has right. to be some type of relationships built. Right. We're going to, we're going to pause for station identification. Pastor Jeff, we have a brand new sponsor and we'd like you, uh, because you, you, you know, this sponsor very well. We'd like you to share our new religiously incorrect sponsor. All right. All right. We, we got the graphic. 
Uh, we we have a brand new sponsor uh, for this month. It is Five Grands Boutique. Hey, man, from 164 High Street, Northeast, downtown Warren, Ohio. Uh, it, Five Grands Boutique it is located, once again, at 164 High Street, Northeast, downtown Warren. The store hours are Monday through Friday. 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, you can look them up at shop5grands.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. It is the boutique for the busy woman that needs an easy style. Amen. I love it. I love it. Shop5grands.com. Amen. When you get down there, ask for Tiffany. That's my wife. Amen. So That's it. That's it, man. We're proud of our, our sponsor. We thank you for... Uh, trusting us to push the message out. Y'all know y'all gonna start going back to church soon, even if it's outdoor service, so y'all wanna be stylish. Y'all Mother's wanna- Day, Mother, Mother's Day, y'all know y'all know how y'all, y'all better get to Mother's Day. They have all women's clothing and you know, they, they get you right, they get you right. Absolutely, a- absolutely. So so Pastor Jeff, man, our, our boy, man, is in dire straits, man. The news is not good in the world of hip hop. The news is not good. Our brother, brother, rapper, mm-hmm. prophet, DMX. X. You notice nobody ever did a tribute to DMX. You can't. You can't. You can't do a tribute to him. Yeah, I mean, but with all seriousness, you know, they, they say it's a drug overdose. There were conflicting uh, news that he was off the life support. Right, right. And then right. there is a correction that he was still on it. There are some people saying he was still on it, but we don't we truly don't know his full condition. Might be a change of news tonight sometime, man. But but what are you thinking, man? What are you I I, I you know, obviously I'm praying for the brother, but more or less more not just for him to live, but him for him to uh, actually find life. Uh because he's a very gifted brother, very talented, uh, in his own way, in his own craft. And, but you know, uh he's had those demons for the majority of time that he's been in uh, in this industry. And so we pray that, you know, more than anything that somehow through this, uh, through these dire straits that, you know, he finds and, you know, he talks about God often. Yeah. I don't know what type of relationship he has, uh, honestly, but I'm hoping that through this, if he pulls through this, that, you know, uh, he, he actually takes that relationship more seriously and, and, you know, gets to come to know Jesus, man. You know, we all have those come to moment, come to Jesus moments. So, yeah, but you know, uh, I, I just wish this wasn't the way people chose to have them. And right. I think it also goes to show that money and success uh, does not equal safety. It actually, as we've seen from the testimonies of some of our guests, it brings more danger. And there are obviously people around him. There are obviously people around him who do not love him and enable those things. And I'm sure there's a group of people around him who have been trying their darndest to get him out of that environment and breaking those habits. You never want to say where everybody around him just okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm certain that people have, you know, because addiction is a, almost an impossible situation for many families. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously we know it in all of our families, our churches, our communities. Everybody wants that person to right. get well. Uh, but there's also always somebody to help them not be well. I always say avoid people who agree with your crazy. Yeah. You, know, and I, you, you always had those. Yeah. Man, go, man, come on, man. It's your life. Live your life. No, no, no. Don't live your life. You know? Right, right. Stop. Please, yeah, stop. stop your, your life keep on killing you. So <laughs> stop living your life. You know, and, and I mean, 
his relationship with God was really, and I mean, not that I don't have concerns about it. And I know that we often get bashed for this because we, you know, we're called judgmental and whatnot, but he was talking a lot about God and you were hoping that that brother would get steered in the direction of a solid, you know, foundation of not just saying the word God and speaking about spirituality and spitting scripture. Right. Because right. we can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we live in a world where people will say, well, you know, it's his understanding, it's his way. And and yes, you know, you can have your own approach, but you just can't make up your whole own religion. Right, right. I, mean, I guess you can, but we're not going to accept you within, you know, what we would call, you know, orthodox and, you know, just the common understanding. So, I mean, I, I hope it is for him. Uh, we tend to really venerate people and then forget about others, you know, forget about them in between. So, you know, we forget that these people still have struggles. Uh, Mike said he prayed better than most saved folks, you know, that that's true. That, that That's true. You could tell he was raised with a relationship with God. No, no doubt about it. No, I do also think that everybody in their own personal humanity, especially if there's a whole lot of folk that uh, that are hanging on your every word, if you do have an off kilter theology, nobody's going to correct you. Nobody's correcting a millionaire who's like, yeah, so Jesus and, and uh, Paul were brothers. And, uh, you well, know. I mean, even with that, you know, they sent them to, and I, and I don't down her. I mean, I, I don't trust her, you know, I mean, but they sent them to Ayana Van Zandt. Oh, no, nah, man. She well, why, could, why, why couldn't, why couldn't they send, why couldn't T.D. Jakes go? And I, I don't, I, I'm just saying. You know, All I'm saying is nobody has been sent to Ayanna Van Zandt, Van Zandt is doing better than they were before they got there. That's all I got to say. Check the track record. Nobody is doing better. I don't hate this woman. I don't dislike this woman. k you know it's the truth. Nobody has been on this woman's show. Nobody has sat there and listened to this person talk all this psycho babble and been better. Everybody you know is still the, the Braxton's DMX. Everybody. Odom. Odom. <laughs> right. Ask right back Chris at the Bunny Ranch. I mean, he right back at the He like, all right, peace. All right, peace. Katie, where you at? <laughs> so hilarious. But I mean, I, and, 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 and to me, it's dangerous, man. And, and and again, when you are in a situation where we're all pastors are like this, everybody's giving you an amen. Mm-hmm. Everybody's giving you amen. That's right, dog. Your 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 prayer on Facebook. Let's be honest. It's dangerous for a person who's not really known as a religious figure or leader to suddenly be considered one based off of a few posts or short videos or clips of him praying and quoting scripture. That's dangerous to his own mental and to a whole bunch of people. What was scary is that you know all these guys have these you know, have these epiphanies, whether it's somebody like Ray Lewis, that got 20 kids and 20 different, you know, and all of a sudden he's, you know, men, you know, you fast, Jeff, you're just being judgmental. He, he no, has, no, no. Come on. I, just because you're, wait, just, he just had his 26. Never mind. He just, he, he just had his 26. Just because you have been touched, it does not qualify you to teach. Stop. That's, that's true. That, that's true. Stop it. You know, they're, they're, you know what? Everybody has an epiphany when they lighten up and, and blowing smoke. I mean, who, who who doesn't have an epiphany when they on that gas? 
Oh, he on one tonight, y'all. <laughs> who, who does it? I mean, some of the deepest stuff that came from some of the highest folk. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they said Jesus was delirious on the cross. They said he was delirious <laughs> and that the toxins was getting to his brain and all this other stuff. <laughs> they were. Yeah, I mean, you know, much love to DMX and to the, uh, you know, all those who are who love him and, and fans and, you know, you know, we were just getting over Nipsey and Kobe and and so many stars that, that have lost, you know, we've lost in, in, in his heart, you know. And again, I feel like we venerate these people, man, and, and don't always look at them as human beings, you know, in one way, you know, they had it. <laughs> over caught the Chronicles of the Skunkweed. We need a guest. I think I want to bring Kay Wan in. Kay Wan, you want to come in here and holler at us today? We need a we need a tap in guest. Big Mike, you mind if I get a tap in tap in guest? <laughs> I'm gonna throw a. <laughs> we might as well just have an open mic night. I, I'm gonna send the link to Kay Wan so we can come in here Let all. Everybody out. in. Just just give send the link a couple people. We're just tapping in. Who, who just wants to join it? Okay, so so Jeff, I, I want to back up a little bit. I, I, I want to back up a little bit. So what do you think is the best part of Easter and what do you think is the worst part of the Easter season? The, the best part is the is the the actual fact that it happened. You know, I mean, outside of all the religious events and all the, you know, all the hoopla over it, the best part is the fact that, you know, he really did get up and we are we we really are living because, you know, he did get up. I think, you know, if 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 you don't ever make it out to church service, if you don't ever, uh, you know, listen to the preacher say, man, if you understand and you 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 believe in your believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you know that you know you gotta, who, who, who you laughing at now? Amber, Harris, Amber Harrison is clowning you. She said the worst part is Jeff suits. <laughs> Amber, we're sending you a T-shirt. Amber, we're sending you a T-shirt. I'm, I'm sending you a T-shirt just for that. Amber, you are, you are done. You are, you are disqualified as my daughter and my. Uh, that is hilarious. And that, Amber, you are disqualified. That, that is hilarious. What? So I, I, I tell you, you know, the best part for me is that more people are actually interested, and actually, uh, she said, "I'm gone." Uh, more people are actually interested and open, but to me, that's also the side of the coin. That's the worst part because we don't always take advantage of that openness and we don't always, you know, really, uh, embrace the opportunity to call people to Christ when there is an interest and when there is, and honestly, people come to church, they do not want to see our antics. They do not want to see us just carry on and all. And I think that that's the worst part. And again, the worst part for me, I, I have one more worst part, is the misconceptions around Easter. Yes. You know, just the fact that this turns into a debate. It turns into a correction. Everybody want to tell you about the pagan god, Eostre, or whatever it is. Well, that it's, really it's, is. It's every holiday. You just, I, I, I personally get tired of it. I personally get sick of it. I personally, I, I can't stand. I, I mean, I don't want to hear no more Halloween. I don't care. I don't care what y'all believe about. It. I, I mean, I just, I, I don't want to hear no more. I say, you know, practice what you practice and call it a day. I don't want to hear. Practice. I don't want to hear that Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. I don't want to hear okay, it. People say like this: 
if the word Easter is pagan, and so is Monday, and so is June, mm-hmm. the month of June, because all of them are based off of Greek gods and Roman traditions and all this other stuff. So if I said I'm getting up on a Monday, or oh, you worshiping Monday now, <laughs> it's the same way as Happy Easter. It, it really is. Words and culture and meanings change and shift over time. All right, hey, our man Jay Wan tapped in. My favorite yeah. big black man. Bring him in, Big Mike. Our favorite big black man. No, yes sir, yes sir. What's hey. going on, Doc? No autographs. No autographs. He, he is. We have to him now. He is. A, he's, a, he, he's the graphic designer, the the barber, and the photographer to the stars. He's a triple threat. No autographs. No autographs. Are you, are you at Planet Fitness right now? Can't you hear early music that's inspiring me to just want to just dance on my on my good Easter Resurrection Sunday? It's a resurrection. It's a resurrection. Kwan, how'd you spend your Easter? I went to the Bethesda Church of the Living God, where I got on the organ. Yes, sir. And we had church like never before. Hey. Like never before. And uh, then I went home and went to sleep because I was tired. John Doe. And then I came back to um, the Planet Fitness, so I won't be chubby. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So sure. did you guys have any wild Easter suits or big hats at, at, at Easter this, this year? You know what? Uh, no, this church, they don't wear big hats, but we did. Uh, it was about 400 little kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they all wore their little Easter suits, and um, it was a great service. Um, this young gentleman named Chris, he got up. And uh, he never really talks. He got up this morning, and he had something to say, and he just tore the church up. He was just telling okay. people, because there's some, a lot of people that are hurting uh, from a lot of people that have deceased, been deceased, and he just got up and just admonished the people to just hold on. And before you knew it, the whole church was in tears. They were going up, and it was what the people needed. Wow. Really that's, a- that's awesome. That, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Pastor Angel Dela Cruz says, what's up? What's up, Dr. Dr. Dela Cruz? Good to see you. We should we should bring him on. Just have him cuss everybody out for a few minutes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> did, any, did any of the kids do the shoe? No. 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 No, no shoe. No. Nobody got up and did no dances during the shout. Speeches. No. You know, it was just in and out. Communion. In and out. Shouted for about an hour. Um, right. One finger right here got hurt. You know, playing that one bass line for like an hour straight. Oh man, you know that's an old school Pentecostal shout, man. They just. They, they don't yeah. let you rest. You know, you've been on the organ for years, so you know. I, how I have, man. Yeah, I, I know how it is, man. I know how it is. So, so Kwan, you tell me as a you, you're, you're a churchman. You've been around the church all your life. Do you think the church is handling this pandemic and coming out of the pandemic? Do you see our church, especially black churches, are we adjusting well to impact the culture to keep up, or do you think we're still falling behind and got work to do? I think there's a strong balance, and I, I like. Some of the smaller churches, they're going to go to church. They're going to do whatever they need to do to carry on. The larger churches are a little bit more concerned about the safety of the people. Like I look at like my mom's church. They're not back in church. Um, their pastor is really concerned about their safety. And true enough, that's standard. Um, yeah, I think I picked some of their members this week, so too bad for him. <laughs> some of the churches that need money are back in church. Hey, you know, yeah. that's true. That pastor got to pay that car note. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, they're back in service. But I think from what I'm seeing, we're handling it very well. Um, you know, it's unfortunate a lot of pastors have passed away 
moving yeah. soon, maybe. And that's really hurtful. Um, and not just in our area. You know, I travel around and I, I can name so many pastors and bishops that, that have passed away just moving a little bit too fast. Um, you got to make sure you're listening to the voice of the Lord and not the voice of um, your situation where you might need to, you know, feel like it's your time to, you know, to move right. forward. Right. I feel like what a lot of the churches are doing now, the temperature checking. Yeah. Um, Dr. Farida, they ask you questions like, are you feeling sick? Are you okay? I think that's very, very important in the churches. You have to ask questions. You cannot assume that everyone is healthy. Now, why are we just ain't laying hands on people, man? What, what happened to the healing ministries? I have not seen a lot of healing ministries. This no, past you can't lay hands, man. We I, ain't can't lay hands. Special. I ain't seen I ain't see Benny Hinn. Nobody's coming up to the stage with COVID. No. They got the spray bottle now. It's got spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can I can I get one of those hands they get at the baseball game to clap and just lay that? Lay that I had a lady bring that to outdoor service and she would wave it outside the car uh, while we were uh, praising God. But I mean, I, I, I'm serious. You know, there's this has definitely changed our theology because we made a lot of bold claims before COVID came. Yeah, lot lot of bold, wild claims about people who claim to have healing gifts and if you just let the bishop or the prophet or the or the miracle healer touch you just get down to the church he'll make it all right i ain't seen nam one of them at the icu unit you know and i'm not saying people haven't recovered and prayer don't work i'm not saying prayer don't work i i believe in it fully and i know people have recovered because of the prayers of the righteous but the promises the the the, the make a line it, it, it went somewhere that's yeah, all i'm saying right here oh god's going to protect you go ahead and go to church now, you, there's also rules of the land we have to follow, too. We don't just follow ministry. We have to follow the rules of the land. If the governor is telling you to stay out of the so, from social gathering, you as a leader, you have to follow the instructions. Because right. people down the wrong path. And, you know, one thing you don't want to do is be responsible for the deaths of members that has happened to so many different people because of a lack of good leadership. And we don't No, that, that's them. absolutely correct. Absolutely. That, that's the one thing. And that's the one thing I did say is that, you know, I would hate for somebody to come to me, even if it wasn't wasn't a member particularly, but it was somebody's grandmother. And somebody came to me and said, my grandmother would still be alive if you just didn't have church. Right. That that would be so painful, you know, because and it, and it's happening all over. It's happening all over. So, But I'll tell you the flip side nobody's talking about. And I had to address this in my church because we have a lot of uh, mixed generations. You know, obviously the, the older men, older members make up a, a bulk of our church, but they have kids, grandkids and great grandkids. And what I'm seeing is they're beating up on grandma about coming to church because we opened up very social distance, small, couple dozen. But they're packing out the club. And then coming to grandma's house the next day. Right. Absolutely. And they're putting grandma in danger. And then they're talking about, oh, it's, it, see, grandma went to church. No, nah, no, nah, you hit up like four bars, been up in folks' houses, staring, staring blunts, drinking after each other, doing all this stuff. Then you took it. Then you took it. Yep. You, then you have the airplanes like I fly everywhere to do these shoots. Jam right. Jam and it's like, it's just really challenging doing it. The best advice I can give to any leader is just use good wisdom. Check your people. Never be afraid to put that. Even though temperature doesn't say that they're sick or they have anything, but 
I think if, as long as you follow the laws of the land and use good wisdom, everybody will be okay. We yeah, do need, so. need to start praying. So that's mandatory. We have to do it. Um, but you want to do it in a smart way and keep your people safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it, man. I, I feel it. So so, so what else is on your mind, K1? Anything concerning the church you want to address? You always talking about, you know, anything you want to address about the church, anything you want to tell the preachers, since it, it is religiously incorrect, so you can go ahead and rebuke us. Anything okay. you want to. No, I just want to admonish, like, especially the musicians during this time, and just everyone that's, um, you know what, I can share just a little bit. I always felt like I wasn't good enough as an organist or as somebody that was doing stuff. You always felt pushed to the back. But my friend Alfie Birch, he always told me, he says, you never know who you're blessing. You just keep doing what God has commissioned you to do. You never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. One day, Pastor Todd, I was singing a song, and I knew I was killing it. But you knew, I you knew you were killing it. I felt like I wasn't effective. And um, this lady came to me and she said, you know what, I want to tell you, um, the song that you sang, I was going home that night and I was going to commit suicide. And she said, because you lifted my spirit, you saved my life. But it's those things like that, you have to take into consideration. Someone's always watching you. People are looking for you for inspiration. So never give up hope. And always stay in the spirit. You know, we all have opinions. Everybody have opinion about church and different things. It's not about denomination. It's about saving lives and helping people to live on and make it to heaven. That's one thing I love about Loretta Pernice, Pastor Pernice. She yeah. Went out, and when you when you're a pastor and you're a leader, the thing that you have to remember, and this is what the, what our topic is about. You make a commitment for God. I live and for God I die. You can't sit at home and be scared. And when you made the commitment. Like I look at Bishop Heron, he's at every funeral. He's praying, you know, and I know he's scared, but you know what? For God I live, for God I die. You cannot forget the commitment that you made to Christ that you're going to do no matter what it takes to get the people into heaven, period. I feel it. I and mean, I still ain't trying to die, though. I mean, that's cool. Y'all keep saying that. I ain't never said that. I said, for God I live, then I just stop right there. <laughs> yeah, though, you know, the hood pastors be like, look, I'm doing that. I'm, I stay strapped, Doc. I stay strapped. <laughs> For God, I live on the good side of town, and <laughs> right, right, right. Only in the suburbs. Right. Well, 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 okay, one. I just want to admonish you because I, I know you say a lot of people are watching you, but there are a lot of a lot of us who are, you know, watching your beard as it's blooming. And it's yeah, I'm blooming. admonishing you to uh, be well, Abraham well, in the next in the next play. Hi, <laughs> from running around and just traveling, traveling, traveling. But listen, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so nobody can ask you to be Jesus in the Easter plays and nothing because you're taller than the cross. You Maybe Moses, though. Listen, I, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Sister Sandra Matlock, she had me be Lazarus one Easter. Oh, you were? Lazarus. I had to come out with a robe and I had to, at New Jerusalem, I had to bang on the door. Okay. I'm walking like Lazarus is risen from the dead and I'm marrying Martha, they were so happy to see me. That's the only play I was in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We had a we had a play. Hey, hey, hey Jeff, remember that? I, I don't know if you're there when George was uh, George was Jesus. Yes. And, uh, yes. The soldiers, the soldiers were like eight years old, and George, his brother George, is like six four. I'm like, dude, this don't even look realistic. You got two toddlers taking Jesus to the cross. <laughs> We was clapping, though. We was clapping. We, we, we was clapping. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, everybody got on their shower curtains for uh for Bible robes, uh, for Bible time clothes. 
That's what it is. And uh, Nike flip flops. <laughs> this, this is black, and I, that's what I miss. I want to see a good black church Easter play when we get back. When COVID is over, I need a good black church Easter play. Speeches where kids start crying in the middle of them. Fake blood, you know, paper mache rock that's made out of uh, cardboard that you can just knock over. I need a good ghetto Easter play when 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 COVID is gone next year. I, I need it. I need it in my spirit. I need a good seven day revival. Seven Listen. days. Seven days. Seven. And you gotta fast. You got you gotta fast the seven days so you pass it out while you're trying to come to church. <laughs> <laughs> really amazing uh, resurrection play. Uh, not not this year. It was like a, maybe a couple years ago. It was really compelling. Uh-huh. Every, full character, full outfit. Uh, the Nike uh, flip flops, like you said. Fake beard. <laughs> I mean, it was a full production. The lighting, the thunder. That's the stuff. I, I love productions like that. Where not only you can feel it in their soul, but you felt people felt convicted because you actually watched Jesus die during that play. Right. And as a mother. One of the things they did, Mary had to watch her son be crucified. And as you guys, as fathers, imagine losing your child. You can't do nothing about it. Wow. That was one of the most, one of the most heartbreaking things is to sit and watch him die. There was nothing they can do about it. But right. it was really compelling. And those good plays like that that can demonstrate, you know, you got to have, you can't be out there looking like the ghetto, the ghetto people. You got to make sure you got the good beard. Right. No autographs, Jeff. No autographs. No autographs. <laughs> well, listen, y'all. We thank K1 for coming out. Oh, we got one more question for you, K1. What did you wear to church today? Did you wear a bright pink suit with nine buttons on it? Oh, you know what? I, I put that in no way. Is it? I, didn't get <laughs> <laughs> I just rock them all black because you know I'm trying to look slim. And you know, okay, chasing me. I don't want them to be able to catch me. So there you go. <laughs> I feel it, man. Well, K1, thank you for joining us. We're going to tap out with you, man. We're going to have you on as a cut-in whenever we have time, man. We're going to have you just cut in. and, and, and Watch every week, and I just be able to tickle. I'll do leg day every Sunday night, and this is my leg day to do legs. But to also listen to my brothers talk and see what you, you know, chime in. Bless you, man. It. Thank you, sir. We love it. We love it. You take care, K1, man. See you, man. God bless. Bye. Hey, man, listen, uh, real quick, you know, just to not to get, you know, just to get a little bit serious here, man. Have you been watching the trial? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it's heartbreaking, uh, frustrating, but I'm still skeptical. I'm very skeptical. But, I mean, did you watch the testimony of the man who watched it yeah. there and – Oh, man, I mean, I broke down for a minute, man. I broke down to sit there and and watch him and and to, you know, to to see the footage that they hadn't previously shown. The footage of him after it was over the cops saying that, uh, you know, he was a big man. You know, we had to get him down any way we could. And, you know, um, what did he say? We don't know. We don't know what he had or something like that. It's like. It's like you you just killed this man and you still have no empathy at yeah. all. It, yeah. I mean, to, me it's- to me, I'm bothered overall. I know we had Vince on and talked about this, but that whole could have been and they might have done it. 
that's anybody on the street at any given time. Anybody could have a knife, a gun, could snap, and, and you could literally claim that. All that is the difference is that you engaged a person. You engaged a person, and now that gives you the right to assume the worst about who you engaged. Six people could have walked down the sidewalk with AK-47s under a jacket. Nobody would have noticed you engaged a person on an assumption again, what you would have. But I mean, I'm telling you, even when I watched, you know, the most important part that I watched, to be honest, Jeff, was, was the jury selection at the beginning. Mm. Because it's a game. It's a game between the prosecution and the defense. Right. And I almost got the feeling that the defense is just trying to get one person to cause a hung jury. Absolutely. Doesn't matter what's said, doesn't matter what videos are shown. If they can get one person that's sympathetic to police officers that believes that a big black man could be a threat and will not cross over that traditional threshold of the police getting the benefit of the doubt and the immunity and all that stuff. Yeah. We really just want this thing to be hung and 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 delayed, which gives more time because when the fire goes out, it's hard to spark it back up. Yes, 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 yes. So if this gets pushed back to twenty twenty two and retried and retried and retried, it's you know, wow. and that makes it even worse. Yeah, I mean, I feel for it. And with that older gentleman that broke down and cried and the others, the young girl who was apologizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. For not doing more. If you are of any conscience, and I'm not talking to you people out there who probably don't watch the show anyway, who really are so pro blue that you just don't care about anything else. But if you have any kind of heart, but you're on the fence or you say, yeah, but, or you listen to other arguments, if you don't know what black pain looks like, Watch those testimonies. Yeah, They're literally shedding tears for an entire people. An older gentleman, a younger gentleman, and even that clerk. Yeah, the clerk, the clerk, the clerk. Who said, I wish I hadn't even called nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, going to be all this. If I'm walking outside and I'm like, whoa, I mean, I wanted you to hem them up and get my $20, but I didn't, this? Right, 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 right. Over 20 to over maybe it, and they did, don't even know for yeah, sure. Was, it, 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 that, that's what I was going to ask. Did they even find out was that fake or? They probably shot the twenty dollar bill too. They probably, <laughs> they probably killed. They probably killed the twenty dollar bill too. I'm, I'm dying. It's a threat. My cut. <laughs> They'll kill anything. But I mean, Doctor Delacruz said it right. You know, I, you want to believe that justice will happen. But you can't ignore the track record. And the track record is if you can, this is a 30-year-old show we've been on, at least. Going back, and I'm talking about recorded police murders. Right. This is a 30-year-old show that started with Rodney King. And if you can beat a man on TV, mm -hmm. just beat him. Beat him nearly to death and walk away. What, what, what do you expect to happen? You think HD gonna make it better? You think HD phone cameras are gonna make it better? I mean, 1991 or whatever it was, dude was out there with a whole Super 8 giant camera. You know how big that camera had to be? To <laughs> <laughs> that was huge. That was huge. That real video cassette tape inside of it. He had to be coming from like a wedding or, or something. Uh, you know, and to what Mark says, I, I would, I would hate to be in that area if they do. If they, I mean, I, you know, we've had some riots, but I, I think this uh, after Breonna Taylor, 
you know, so, so let's talk about it, Jeff, because I asked a, a, a pastor friend who I have built a friendship with, and we've had some tough race conversations, a white pastor friend, and I posed a few questions to him. I said, think about America, so adamant, so determined to protect its rights, its safety, to strike back at anybody who threatens it. We've been bombing the crap out of the Middle East for 20 years since 9-11. You know, if we even think somebody's trying to build a bomb as big as ours, we're taking them out. What makes you think that white America or patriotic America or conservative America are the only people who feel that violent and an aggressive retribution is necessary when you're being oppressed or you're being threatened. I said, what part of you? I said, I'm looking at, this is not a nation that has allowed itself to get hit and get abused and be exploited and attacked without fighting back. So why are you so surprised that people could care less about your target and your Walgreens and your police station when they represent the commerce and the authority of a nation that has never given people its rights. Remember, y'all started a revolution over some tea and some taxes. Right, right, right. Y'all started a revolution over some... I don't think it's them. I don't think it's them. I think they still want us to have this slave mentality that we're going to sit back and just allow what has happened to happen. And I don't think that's the generation we live in. You know, I don't think we live in a you know, come for some, get some type of generation, and we ain't have it. And we have enough of even American history behind us to see, honestly, this is the American way. Yeah. This is as, riding and looting and fighting back is as American as apple pie. So Stand your ground laws. Whatever mm-hmm. it might, whatever you, however you want to call it. Uh, if North Korea is a threat to us, we will get on TV and say we will bomb the smithereens out of you if you even open up a missile. So if a group of people see themselves being unfairly attacked and maligned, and, and, and honestly, let's be honest, the riots and all that happen because the legal processes don't work. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, at nobody all. would be rioting. If, I'm be honest. Nobody would be rioting if even 25 percent of officers were held accountable. The percentage is like. Two percent. I think they had like one or two confirmed cases of actual yeah. convictions in, in police involved shootings that don't have, you know, an inkling of question around, you know, around them. If there's an inkling of question, there is no benefit of the doubt. Like, I mean, there's cast has gone to jail just because so and so told so and so told so and so. And and they're sitting in jail right now. So a nation. Thank you, Tatum. Pastor Osborne, a nation, a nation built on violence, built on retribution, built on revolution is a nation ripe for revolution. What do we say in relationships, Jeff? You'll lose them like you got them. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's if it. You had to go behind somebody's back, steal somebody's man or whatever, sooner or later, some other <laughs> booty took them come along and steal yours. So, and, and you know what? Uh, you know, black people have seen a lot. And I'm not saying I advocate or I want it to happen. Let's just be honest. Black people have seen guerrilla, guerrilla warfare, terrorism, looting, rioting work as at least a release and a message sender, even if you know you can't win, you can at least try to inflict as much pain yeah. where you can. Yeah. And and you ask people, well, don't do that. Just pray and seek peace and seek unity. Look, we've been to your courts. We have saluted your officers. We have served in the militaries. We I, I just told a brother who said, oh, you anti-police. 
Brother, I, t- I make my kids say yes, sir, no, sir, and thank you, officer, every time they see one, just so they know to respect authority. And then, right. but, but at the end of the day, none of that. You can play basketball with kids in the street. They can go out and pass out ice cream cones. You know, y'all can do all that stuff. That is still not going to stop what has become a trend. Happy Easter, Jay. It's my nephew, Javon. Happy Easter. It, it, it's, it's, it's a frustrating peak. And again, no black pastor. It's advocating none that we know that have good sense for it, but we understand. We understand. I understand. You have to know. And and let me say one more thing, Pastor Jeff. America has a bad habit of instigating problems that they can't work their way out of. Anybody will tell you that half of the aggression that America has shown in the Middle East, even though they rightfully, you have a right to strike back. But every time we do. Every time an innocent person gets killed, every time a school gets bombed, even if it's by accident, that's a recruitment tool for Al-Qaeda. That's Absolutely. a recruitment tool for these people. Mm-hmm. And because we won't get out, they can. And I'm not saying it would be great if we did, but I'm just saying that it fuels their efforts. And so the more people keep not only committing these atrocities, but defending these acts, the more you are actually fueling the movement that wants to shoot back, that wants to fight back, that wants to take out a cop. And the rest of us who are trying to preach peace and love and unity and justice and equality the right way, what we feel won't be destructive to people, we start to lose our voice because people are saying we tried it your way. Yeah, yeah. We marched with you. We went to the unity service. We stood and a nam one of them white ministers you tell us to get with stood up to their party and said, you need to pass this law or we won't support you anymore. We have not changed the conviction rate of police officers. And, and here's the funny thing. I want to say, well, I, I'm on a roll because you know me. I hear you. Go ahead. Even when, officer, even when an officer called me, a black officer called me about my comments about this Trumbull County warrant officer and said, well, you don't know the whole story. There's a lot of things. I said, you know what? Every time a black man gets pulled over and accosted by a police officer, that officer don't know the whole story. They make a judgment. They make a decision, and in Come some on, cases, they That's make a her. condemnation right in the street. And you want to mm-hmm. tell me that I can't criticize them because I don't know the whole story and all the details? You don't know all the details of who George Floyd was or, or who was in that. You don't know. But you have a certain authority and immunity. And so, of course, your function is respectable. It's a hard job. Our jobs are hard. We take criticism all the time, and we can tell people all the time, you don't know what it's like to be a pastor. All those people know is what they've experienced. Yeah. Period. And us talking about how hard we got it. They don't want to hear that when they see us getting offerings and being celebrated and and being popular and respected while somebody who walked out of our church might be hurt. Don't nobody want to hear that. So that's just my take on it. I hope there's justice for George Floyd. And I really want to see real justice. And I say, like I said about the young man in Warren, it's not real justice if they get a slap on the wrist that can easily be undone and bargained down. And next thing you know, they're on probation, living somewhere else in another state or hired somewhere else. I'll say this, and this isn't to try to scare anybody or make anybody afraid. But, you know, the other day I just so happened to be riding past uh, the old Kmart up there on Parkman Road. And they was having a gun show. Right. Let me just stop in just to see what's going on. And I bet you, I bet you it was it was uh, 4060. We was up in there. Oh, yeah. We was up in there getting getting loaded. We was up well, in there. I, getting- I'm about to do an all-black gun show, a blacks-only gun show, and see how long that lasts. I'm going to see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> we go 
Blacks Only Gun Show. Pastor Jeff, take us out with one more ad. Tell us who our husbands, uh, tell us who our sponsors are. Uh, we got uh, Mike Phillips. We, we doing the Mike Phillips one now, right? We, 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 Mike, we're a little confused. I'm sorry, Mike. Are we still doing five grand? We, we, yeah, we oh, got Phillips, Phillips Care. Phillips go Care. Go ahead. Go ahead, Todd. You do that. You Phillips know Care Cleaning about. Service, residential and commercial. We think we're so grateful for uh, Phillips Care family of businesses, starting with Phillips Care Cleaning. They say, don't waste your time. Let them do it. They will clean up the mess that causes you stress. They do everything, commercial, household, carpet upholstery, move in, move out. They'll, they'll do haul away trash, you know, for the big stuff as well. Check out Phillips Care Cleaning Service and contact Fernando at 330-219-7916. Also in the Phillips Care family of businesses uh, is the, the lawn care, the, the, the landscaping, the snow plowing, who knows? We live in Ohio, so you might get a little bit more snow before the month is out, but they do it all. And I really want you to check them out because they are proud sponsors of Religiously Incorrect and have been from the beginning. So check out Phillips Care Lawn Services and Phillips Care LLC. Thank you very much. We're going to wrap it up with Big Mike. See if he has any questions or comments for us. How you feel, Big Mike? Oh, you're muted. Mike, Mike, you muted, Doc. There we go. There we go. I got a call, man. Mark was supposed to be with us, but he got called to be on the Versus with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And <laughs> yeah, I he play, play keys for him. Many of the pianos that he knew all the old cuts because <laughs> that's the safest thing church folk can listen to. Right, right. Um, touching on the last subject, um, my question is, do they believe us yet? You know what I mean? We've been talking about this for so long, for years and years and years. I don't think it's a belief issue, Mike. It's not a belief issue. What is it then? It's a it, it's a it's a compassion and a care issue. Do they care? Yeah. No, no, nobody who is not being impacted by something or is in control of something is going to change that something just because somebody else is upset about it because that's just trouble for them. I think a, 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 a lot more of them. Believe us now because of the because of the last situation with George Floyd, um, whether the guy gets convicted or not, to me, it's still up in the air. Who knows, man? Because I think it'd be the most minimum charge and the most minimum sentence. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. That's all I got, though, man. It's got to end up in juvie, man. He end up in juvie uh, cutting grass. <laughs> in <the high> <laughs> if in high school detention. He gonna be at Wheatland too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> he better not be. He gonna end up in one of them hot racks. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like who pushed you into the machine? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a lot going on, and and I mean, we have to. Let's be honest. We had to cope with all of this. The the, the latest Black Lives Matter blow up, and and maybe we should end on this. It happened with all the churches closed. Interesting. You know, the latest civil rights blow up our nation has experienced happened when all the churches were closed and there were clergy still. And, you know, as I told a friend using the new platform of social media, you know, and and, and one friend did say to me who I love dearly, but he was like, man, sometimes, you know, you get out there and you're speaking so tough and rough. It's like it's almost like you're just giving the middle finger to everybody, you know, everybody white, all your white friends, da, 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 da. And, uh, 
you know, I said, but what else do we have? There were a lot of people that said Dr. King was just giving everybody the middle finger. I mean, he wrote a whole book that gave white preachers the middle finger and basically said, what are you doing? You know, you're, you're not doing what you ought to do. So we were all closed down. What we would normally get up and say to our few dozen or few hundred members, the vast majority of churches, 85 percent of churches, we're now on a platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and blasting this message out. My question, I guess, is how would the church reengage and balance those worlds between being back? And will we concern ourselves so much with just trying to get back and being flashy and production and the lights and the, and the streaming softwares and all that that we forget? that we have a real community personal obligation and some stuff is still grassroots for us. And I just, my personal thing is, and we really need to talk about this y'all, the whole production of modern church online, because I'm just seeing some stuff that's just like, am I watching church or family feud? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. after a while, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm a traditionalist, but I'm every, there are great new ways, but sometimes I wonder if we're just, playing to each other we're even spouting the numbers we got but let's just be honest we said this at the beginning and now we're on the back end of this we are really just building audiences of a bunch of church folk and we got to make sure we touch the world yeah i think like you said it's a lot of it's becoming very gimmicky a lot of it is becoming so gimmicky and i mean i understand there's you know you want to reach out and you want to try new different things but you know some of it is it's like, okay, I mean, you don't got to have the whole, you know, the whole set of whatever, you know, you trying to do up there. You know, it's some of it's way, way out there. Way. Is, is it is it a competition with the social media influencers? Not it is. Not it is. But yeah, there, there are major gospel Christian people who basically won the last few, the year or two. And they have built wonderful platforms and, and it is admirable. But after a while, flash is flash. It's almost like a Michael Bay movie or one of these superheroes. After a while, you've seen all the explosions. What new way can you blow up a car or a building or a boat today? Right. How many times can King Kong fight Godzilla? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's awesome, but it might still be empty. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying the preaching isn't good, the word isn't rich, but I think religion is inherently organic. Yeah. I think religion, in particular Christianity, is inherently organic. Right. Well, let me ask you this, and I know we got to go, but do people still want the raw, regular word? I think so. I think so. Because um, I, I was just about to comment. Um, I went to church today, surprised my parents. <laughs> Um, they were happy. They, they were happy. <laughs> hey, I, I saw you point at them when, when they said it. Mike came by second. I saw uh-huh. you point at them when I talked about how your parents won't bear you out of jail. <laughs> 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 yeah. My dad told me that. My dad told me that. He, he, you know, he was like, son, if you go to jail, don't call me. Don't call I, me. <laughs> and, and, and I stayed out of jail for that reason. I thought about that conversation. But give us well, your take um, on the raw versus the produced. What well, I was going to say, because, you know, this was my first time in church for, for a while. I usually watch online. I skip between pastors, see what's going on. And it's so much different being there. There's, no, there's nothing like being there. Yeah. You, get, you get the real feeling and the emotion and the, the, the whole spectrum you get from actually sitting there and being there and experiencing it. 
versus, versus you know watching it online. So that's my take. So I you know I think eventually it will go back because people want the full again the full spectrum of the experience. And I honestly think it's become like, and we got to get us a whole show. We got to give it a whole show. It's become like people telling a joke and everybody's like, LOL, but they ain't really laughing out loud. (laughs) So everybody's everybody's typing. I'm dancing right now. No, you ain't. You typing. (laughs) You still in bed. You still in bed. (laughs) I mean, it's just, I'm not saying people don't really get in touch. We have had salvations online and all that. But again, we got to have a conversation about the online church culture that is almost so self-celebratory and so self-congratulatory that there are more people talking about you preaching, Doc. All right, pull it now, Doc. All right, come on. It used to be three or four preachers up there encouraging you like that. Now it's 75, you know, you know, now it's, you know, 75 people using a certain kind of lingo that really, if you're not in church, you know, in the crowd, like today, you hear amen. Right. In the right. comments, you're hearing, oh, rev it up now. Put it, go and eat flat. Take it higher. You you walking heavy. You walking here's, here's where here, Here's where it really gets crazy because you can watch your comments back and you can see this person say that to you and then watch somebody else's service and the same person. So how's you watching their service and my friend? And how we all walking heavy at the same time? Everybody, everybody ain't that great. It's almost like the Snoop Dogg song. Every other place, city I go. Yeah. You was just on my thing. Now, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying it's not authentic and God isn't really moving, but I mean, who are we pulling from? You know, there is a church culture fraternity that will celebrate anything that looks and sounds churchy that will pull towards it's like guys that go to car shows just show me the shiny car show me the shiny car but most people just want a car to go from a to b they do not want to go and just look at shiny cars and listen to you rev up an engine right they want to go to a car lot buy a vehicle that will meet their needs I think y'all can steal that because that was good. I just came up with that. That was good. I think people like like me to rev up my motorcycle though, especially right, 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 right. Hey, especially in your at your house, Todd. I like to rev it. Right, yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeff likes to disturb the neighborhood where the uh where the upper the upper crust the upper echelon the upper echelon. (laughs) They like there them Negroes go again. There they go again. They don't know how to act. Next thing you know, they're gonna be barbecuing in the front yard. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's worth, we definitely, we, we might unpack this next week. We might talk virtual church and virtual church hopping. And and like, where do we go from here? And how do we encourage people? And I'm not saying that virtual church will not be a dynamic part of our worship experiences going forward, that people will not find an entry level, an on-ramp or or meeting their needs or schedules. But I do fear like if I see one more seventy foot screen behind somebody that's blinding me when I'm trying to listen, I I I I have eyes like it's bothering me. Like I can't even look at this. Well, I, there I, are people actually setting up, and they're they're. And I've seen it. They're, well, they're like, they're like, we'll come to your church and you know do your whole production for you. We'll put you know the cameras up here, you know. And I mean, it's like okay, you know, first of all, everybody can't afford that, and right. so you know now you have 
the small churches who can't even afford to keep up with what these bigger churches are doing. They got the overhead projector with the, with the, with the films, <laughs> with, with the clear transparencies. You know, I mean, you know, so I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's either you, 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 you get ate up, you get left behind, you know, you, it's, it's, I, I'm telling y'all, the church market has changed. We live in a, a, a Walmart Sam's Club church market. Either you are the big monster or you're just a mom and pop and you are not seeing mom and pops grow into the monsters the way Walmart was once built into the like you're not seeing the, the trajectory anymore. You either launch and you just build and, and just hit that marketing plan or you just stay in grandma's church. I think the next phase is, is going to be virtual reality. So <laughs> it'd be well, what's the name? Tried that one uh, before it even, you know, who tried that? I think it was, uh, it might've been Creflo Dollar. He had like the, uh, what do they call it? Like the star Wars thing where you're not really there. It's like that, that hologram. hologram. Wow. I think one of them tried to do like a virtual, like hologram type deal. And you know, this is years ago now. The technology wasn't quite there, but it's there. I mean, it's practically there now. I mean, the way they're shaping these screens and you could do round screens and, sh- you know, different stuff. I don't think they're going to go full Tupac hologram like they did, you know, Tupac or Michael. But, I mean, that you're right. And well, you have these people who are doing, you know, watch the video. They were watching videos on off-site. Right. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. You have the, the off-site uh, churches now, so. It's going to be vert. The, uh the glasses with the virtual reality. You're gonna you're gonna tell people to put their hands up. <laughs> it's just gonna seem like you have your hand on they're gonna, they're, be falling, it. they're gonna be falling out at home. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, as long as I can reach that offering basket through the screen. <laughs> as long as real money comes back. <laughs> All right, y'all. No, no. We made it through. We made it through. Let's well, go ahead and hit your, 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 your hit, hit Roz one more time. Let's, let's one more let's time. We're going to give it up for Five Grands Boutique. Thank you for joining us and becoming a sponsor of us. We understand you have unique apparel and accessories down at Five Grands, 164 High Street, Northeast Downtown, Warren, Ohio, 330-394-5000. Roslyn Hill, amen, the, the owner and the and the creator of Five Grands. Amen. Go down, check them out. Get your apparel for Mother's Day. Y'all want to be looking sharp. Y'all want to go in that church and y'all get them big hats. Forget what Todd said. <laughs> get them big hats. Get some big hats. Get some stilettos and a big hat. Come on, somebody. And wear a girdle. Amen. <laughs> Spanks it up. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, 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 in all, in all okay, in all seriousness, there you go. In all seriousness, this is why we need some of these young ladies to grow up under some church mothers because mm. they need to teach them. Yeah, they, they yeah. need to teach them. I, I'm gonna start. A, I'm gonna start a hashtag, Lady Charlene. Bring back the slip. Yeah. <laughs> bring back. Bring back the slip. Can church mothers give out the hankies anymore? Can, can we do that? Hand out the hankies. I don't care if y'all call me judgmental. Hand out the hankies. Bring back the slip. Thank you very much. <laughs> wait, 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 what did my grandma, my grandma made Shamika wear? Bring back the camisoles. You got to be old school to know. I'm a grown man and I know what camisoles. those are. Bring back the camisoles. 
Tamika tried to make London wear one. She's like, what's this for? You got to cover yourself, baby. You got to cover <laughs> covering a whole lot of nothing. But 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 I, I mean, you know, we talk all that judgmental talk about dressing and stuff, but there is a decorum and a class to it, and you can see it missing. Yeah. You can see it missing. Cause they will, they will, they will, they will pin you down. Go ahead, Reverend Harrison, pin you down, cover you up. Grandma used to come to church with safety pins. She started catching your slips and and them ladies. <laughs> and, and, and somebody gonna be on Facebook tonight. That's why I don't go back to church no more. Y'all hurt, yeah, yeah. hurt me. Whatever. You was hurting the preacher. I'm trying to preach, and your milk jugs all out in the front row. I don't need these problems. Stop wearing those uh. Stretchy pants to church. I don't oh, know. Lord. Just say no to leggings. Yes, leggings. Hey, they call. It's been real. Uh, we can catch the last minute of this versus. Who's winning? Somebody tell us who's winning. The uh, I know somebody's watching, just like y'all watched two churches at one time. Somebody's watching this and the Isley Brothers and the Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, okay, okay. Somebody well, said they took a bathroom break and, and they came, they took them like an hour. I said, you know, them old men got to work it out. <laughs> Ron, Ron went in between the sheets. He was. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Mark. Bring back the slip. I'm tired. I need. I need people wearing slips to church next Easter. Slips and stockings and camisole. <laughs> Easter 2022. And get the little girls those socks that they used to roll down and have yeah, them. with the frilly them big old block kitten heels and big old. <laughs> You weren't allowed to wear real heels. You was like 18. Tamika didn't start wearing heels. She was like 28. <laughs> you bought her her first pair. So I was like, Chinese on, baby. Chinese on. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's been real, Mike. You got anything else? Uh, audio. Audio will be available probably by Tuesday. Um, you're going to listen to us again on your ride to work. You're taking the trip where we are on iTunes, Apple, um, all of them. You name it, we own them. So download it, help support. Um, hey, see y'all next week. We got the Invisible Bit Man again next week. <laughs> we got an Invisible Guest. An invisible, got an invisible Guest. Whoever, whoever's supposed to be here, they probably won't. <laughs> Play us out, Mike. All right, see y'all. Love you, Mark. <laughs> Wherever you are.